Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. You know what makes me feel good? It's when people obviously love what they do and they're enjoying what they're doing. Once again, my favorite airline, Southwest Airlines, continues to prove flight after flight that their people truly love what they do. It is so rare to ever have an unpleasant Southwest Airlines employee. If your company is not using Southwest, uh, I think you're making a mistake. You're, you're depriving your company of revenue because you're spending too much. And secondly, you're depriving yourself because of the great staff. So congratulations, Southwest Airlines. Hello and welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and I am thrilled to introduce my special guest today. My special guest is Lisa Norell. Lisa is the author and I might say the award-winning author of The Mindful Marketer, How to Stay Present and Profitable in a Data-Driven World. Uh, she's also written Energize Growth Now and is a contributor to Forbes uh, Fast Company and Huffington Post and is a long-term veteran of formulating strategies and marketing ideas that really get results. Uh, so welcome, Lisa, to the Manager Mojo Show. Glad to have you with us. Great to be here, Steve. Well, it's, I'm looking forward to talking about uh, this great book, but before we get started, why don't you share with the listeners what fun thing that you've been up to lately outside of work? I'm in the throes of planning my next swim race in the Caribbean. So I'm Sweet. toying between three different islands right now. Ooh, a swim race. I like it. Uh, well, I'm glad people like you can do that. Uh, I can swim, uh, but I tend to sink fast, so it's a really good idea for me not to do it. So, <laughs> Lisa, uh, really glad to have you on the, uh, on the show today. And let's start talking about the Mindful Marketer. Uh, I really enjoyed your book. I found it to be uh, refreshing in this day and age because you are obviously not a person that is addicted to nothing but social media. And uh, I like uh, the way that you approach it. And, and I want all of our listeners, especially you senior leaders, uh, to really pay attention and make sure you go get a copy of this book because it's going to help you rethink marketing for your organization. Uh, but to set us up, Lisa, why don't you uh, share with us uh, why did you name the book Mindful Marketer? I found that to be interesting. Yes. Well, the confluence of my passion for marketing with my 17 years of studying mindfulness as a personal interest really brought this book together. And when I was working with my 
book coach to come up with my next idea since this is my second book launch. He said, oh, my gosh, so you're talking about bringing mindfulness into the professional world? And I said, most definitely, because um, I am amazed and saddened by how people in marketing roles, especially senior leadership roles, are allowing technology to completely take over how they live, work, and play. And we're losing the nuances of what it takes to connect with customers and communities. And I said, it's not about doing more, it's about being more. And that's when the Mindful Marketer was born. Awesome. Uh, and. Uh, for those of you that really don't know what mindfulness means, uh, Lisa provided us a great definition. I'm just going to read it real quickly. It says, mindfulness is a state of living in the present moment without judgment, which ultimately optimizes our human experience. And to me, this just screams at me to say, look, you better know what's going on with your customers today. Is that a fair statement? Well, it's a, it's a bit of a leap. I mean, what I'm going to share is contrary to what many uh, sales, marketing, and leadership experts would tell you. Tell us what and that is. <laughs> tell I us that difference. I am finding that one of the key distinctions today uh, between the innovators and the order takers are people who have a strong sense of self-awareness mm-hmm. and are able to bring that self-awareness in their moment-by-moment interactions with their teams, their customers, and their board. And many people have been chasing these shiny pennies like sales productivity and, and marketing technology. And in reality, that's not where the gold is. The gold is within ourselves and how we show up every day. Interesting. Can you give us an example of uh, what you've seen people doing and uh, contrast it to what we maybe should be doing? Well, the whole concept behind mindfulness is non-judgmental present moment awareness. And as I set out to share these stories in The Mindful Marketer, I was very clear at the beginning of the book. I said, um, there isn't anything in this book you should be doing. And the last thing I want are people shooting all over themselves. Mm-hmm. This is not a how-to book like, you know, how to become a French chef in four hours. It is a, an exploration of whom you, need, you might want to be. It's an invitation to take a look at how you're showing up as a marketer and how you're interacting with your key stakeholders on a moment-by-moment basis. An example of that is uh, the chief marketing officer of TripAdvisor, who I feature in the book. And as you know, that's a very fast-growth company. They've been very successful. And you would think, well, that's a technology platform. I'm sure you've visited that website once or twice, Steve. I'm sure I have. (laughs) And and what's very interesting about it is that their CMO, Barbara, has certain mindfulness rituals that she has taught her teams. An example is when they prepare for an off-site meeting or a leadership meeting, everyone is expected to keep their their cell phones and their devices turned off. 
and the only time they turn them on is if they need to make an appointment, and then they turn them back off. So it forces people to actually make eye contact with each other (laughs) and talk to people, not stare at their emails while someone is, is boring them. And these small shifts in behavior are really helping her in building strong teams, and they've tracked a significant double-digit improvement in year-over-year employee engagement scores. So that's one of many things that I outline in my book that her organization is doing to help people just be more present when they're with other people. Yeah, you. Uh, that's a great example, and uh, I, I can't help but laugh about it because uh, one of the biggest complaints that senior leaders get today of, about millennials is that uh, they've never actually seen their eyes. Uh, it's They're always glued to uh, their device, and uh, we, we've almost been taught to give up who we are uh, to social media and technology, and I totally agree that we, ha- we have to remember what makes us great. Uh, a customer is going to connect with some person at some point. Uh, it's it's got to feel right to them, or at least that's my opinion. And uh, so it, from, from your perspective, uh, you know, just using her example, I mean, what kind of pushback did she get when she started doing that? Well, I want to backtrack and say that uh, another controversial observation I've made is that millennials and our obsession in the media around millennials is creating even more tension than is necessary. And I also believe that it's a subtle form of ageism. Mm -hmm. I tell people that millennial is a state of mind, not an age. And so many great qualities and and uh, traits of younger people are very common among my CMO peer group members who are somewhere between the ages of 42 and 60. Mm -hmm. So I I see that it's more of a state of mind, which is Mm -hmm. something I also shared at the Adobe conference when I was speaking there. So I caution people, again, to create in their, if they want to be mindful marketers, to avoid Perpetuating ageism and judgment um, and generalizations of a given age group or social group, because that again creates unnecessary suffering, which is not something we need more of right now in our society. Well, I don't, I don't know about suffering, but I'll tell you that if an organization is not making sales and they're not growing, they're suffering and their people are suffering. And whether or not, uh, I, I totally agree with you in terms of being careful about uh, grouping people together, and that's not what I'm talking about. What, what I'm talking about is the fact that too many, uh, too many of us, and I, I'll, I'll say uh, uh, the vast majority in my experience of uh, leaders today, uh, grew up in a time where they became obsessed with systems and processes and they, they have lost a lot of the personal touch with people. And I think that that self-awareness that you're talking about, uh, it really helps you to really turn around and start asking good questions for people. And that's where I think that you begin to 
learn more about what's going on, not only in your business, but around you and throughout your whole life. So that it, makes sense. It, when when you uh, when when you talk in the book, I mean, it, it, I, this is really. I, I like the fact that you didn't make it a how-to book. Uh, you didn't say go do this, go do that, go do that, and you're going to be a great marketer. Uh, what you did is that you actually started asking people to become self-aware, find out about their customers. Uh, and one of the things that really struck me uh, that I think is a good question to ask, uh, you, you made a comment in the book that you should ask yourself, do you know your top 10 customers? And do you know what their impact is on the bottom line? And do you know what impact it would have on your business if you lost one or two of them? Do you remember that part of your book? I've published over 500 blog posts and two books, so <laughs> I hope this isn't a pop quiz about what page that's I, on. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I know <laughs> that you don't have to know the page. What I want to know is, it, you know, I think it's a, it, those are great questions, but uh, what, were, what was your thinking behind, uh, why, sh why is it important for leaders to know this about their business? We live in an age of transparency, and we now see that customers can write about us and comment about us both anonymously and on forums such as online uh, customer communities. Mm -hmm. We have employees who can say positive and negative things about us on Glassdoor and LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So we we have to be we have to be willing to ask questions and be prepared for good news and bad news for whatever answers our customers provide, and to appreciate that they're willing to be straight with us. It's a very different time than the old mad men and mad women days where people were paid to turn on the sunshine pump. And people have zero tolerance for that anymore. It's a whole new way of thinking about marketing and customer interaction. Well, I, I think most of us are actually behind uh, the curve on thinking about marketing this way. Uh, I, I just don't see customers. I, I, I describe it this way, Lisa, and I, I'm curious as to your opinion of it. it. It seems to me that your approach in the mindful marketer is what I would call a proactive uh, relationship with your top customers. Whereas I see most of us being in a reactive mode. We got a customer, they call, they got a problem, we try to fix their problem, we're reacting in a, a reactionary mode. But we never really proactively went out and found what do they love, what do they want more of, what do they hate about the way we take care of them. Is, is, is that a fair statement? It looks like this in my mind and in our, in our communities of chief marketing officers. And people can certainly also learn more about this concept I'm about to deliver by visiting my blog at lisanarell.com. Every leader has wakes up in the morning and can make choices. The choices we make fall typically in one of three time buckets, if you will. So if you could imagine three buckets. The first bucket is, I'm going to go spend my time fixing yesterday's chronic issues. Maybe I just got promoted, or maybe I inherited a team of people from customer service. 
and I've got a whole bunch of things I need to clean up. That's the first bucket. The mm-hmm. second bucket is problem solving, where your job is, in your mind, you're spending your time sitting in front of your emails or your uh mobile device waiting for issues to come in and then just responding and we call that problem solving and finally the third bucket you can choose to spend time in is designing the future so how much uh, time you do you think many senior marketing leaders spend what percentage of their time do you think we have learned is spent in that third bucket on a daily average I would have to say not very much. Well, what number would you give it? Mm, at, at most, 20%. Well, that's on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> the, the average that we've seen now that we've completed a five-year study on CMO innovation trends is the, the feedback we've gotten from 435 CMOs is that they spend an average of less than 8% of their time designing the future. Ouch. Some of them, including a gentleman who sat across the table from me at lunch here in the Washington, D.C. area, who was, in hit, who typically, um, who was trying to find his next CMO role, said, I want you to spread the word. I'm looking for a new job. And I said, well, what do you want people to know about you? He said, I'm a problem solver. Oops. And I thought, well, that's part of the reason that your average tenure in a company is 12 to 13 months, because you are spending your whole time waiting to solve problems, not to create uh, new futures for your customers and teams. And CMOs and VPs are not hired to be fire, daily firefighters. They're hired to create the future. And yet so many of us are either unskilled or unwilling to make the leap and live in that space, we recommend for our clients that they dedicate a minimum of 10 to 15% of their time just imagining and designing the future. Well, uh, that is, and that would be awesome for all of us uh, to do, regardless of whether we were a, a a chief marketing officer, or uh, just a leader of a team, uh, because we don't really think about what the future should look like. Uh, Too many people today are what I call uh, professional firemen. Uh, That's all we do. We we run around, put out fires, and we we sometimes have a hard hat, sometimes we don't. Uh, But I figure the hard hat is just a hard head because we're not listening. So in, in my view, uh, we all can learn from that. And I think that's a great comment, Lisa. Now, you mentioned uh, your web, website, lisanorell.com. Uh, is that how you would like for people to connect with you and learn more about the great work that you're doing? Every week we publish a new article on the lisanorell.com blog. And if people would like to download some additional gifts that are tied directly to the Mindful Marketer, to my latest book, as well as a Mindful Marketer quiz, they can just go to themindfulmarketer.com forward slash bonus. 
and received some some additional discussion guides and assessment tools free of charge that they can use for themselves or bring to their next team meeting. That's awesome. Uh, Thanks for doing that, Lisa. And uh, for those of you that are listening and exercising, don't don't hurt yourself. We will put a link directly in the post so that when you're done exercising, we'll make it easy for you to go to lisanorell.com as well as themindfulmarketer.com. And uh, we will make sure that you can do that. So thank you very much for uh, your generosity and helping us learn more, Lisa, after uh, listening to our show today. Steve, it's my pleasure, and I'll remind people that it's not about doing more. It's about being more. Well, we all need to, to, to do that, don't we? And I, I think that would be an awesome way for all of us to spend our time. Uh, it, on the, uh, this particular show, Lisa, I like to always give my guests uh, the chance to recommend one or two action items that they recommend that people that are listening to our show today, leaders, what action items would you recommend that they take right today to begin to, to make a difference in their life? The first thing I would invite them to do is to download the bonuses that I've already recommended and take the quiz. Ask yourself, where am I being a mindful marketer and when, where and when am I tripping up? Where am I sabotaging my ability to truly not only connect with my customers and teams but also with my own self-awareness? And that would be the first step that I would take. I'm a big fan in making small adjustments and taking small steps to change our habits because our habits are really a vote for our identity as a mindful marketer. That would be the first step I would take, and that would be uh, a small but could be a powerful step. I agree totally. That, that's a, a great thing. So our action item is to go to uh, the website Take the quiz, download the bonuses, and you're going to learn a lot, I promise you. Uh, My guest today has been Lisa Norell. She's author of The Mindful Marketer, How to Stay Present and Profitable in a Data-Driven World. Lisa, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. And on behalf of our listeners, uh, we wish you continued success in all that you do. And if we can help you in any way here at Manager Mojo, we're more than happy to do so. And thank you again for your time today. Thank you again, Steve.